Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the Antichrist of professional wrestling! David Arquette won the world title! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy Jumpy Beat Beat! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. You know, this, this is, look at him, look at him, Carl, it's his favorite part of the show, look, <laughs> look, 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 welcome everybody to Black and White, you got the, you got three black brothers here just hanging out, that's right, I said three black brothers hanging out, chopping it up, like Stevie, have, 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 have you forgotten how to count, <laughs> one, two, three, Three black brothers chopping it up in the yard, bro. <laughs> in the yard. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, st- I, uh, you, you ain't off by four, so I guess it's okay. Call, <laughs> you had to call, say ten black brothers, I would have a problem with. Yeah. Now, this is the great Carl Gray from Business Solutions Architect. Good friend of this show. Stevie loves having him on the show. But Yes, I do. Call. Because finally somebody can come on the show that actually understands exactly what I'm talking about. Bro, you know what I love? I've been doing this show with Stevie for God knows how many years, and he's still he, he, he's doing this show through the computer mic because he can't figure out how to get his mic working. Bro, My mic is not on? You're not talking through your mic. You're talking through the computer mic. Testing there one, you two. go. You got it. You got it. Thank you. You got it. Okay. Very nice. Okay, call. Yes, we got to address. Well, this thing deals. changed. This thing changed itself. Yeah. When I came yeah. to your when I came to your yeah. deal, kazoo. some the, kind the of great, way. The great, the great kazoo. It changed uh, itself. The great, the great kazoo uh, came in while you weren't there, Stevie, and screwed around with your microphone. Okay, the great, the great. It kazoo. only does All it right. when I come on with you. Yeah. Listen, call. We got to address the elephant in the room. All right. I thought I knew my black brother. 
as well as two black brothers could know each other. However, I was hit with a bombshell on his show this past, I think it was Tuesday. Last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. He's doing a show with Ryback. Uh, Stevie asked me to come on the show because he knows I'm a ratings draw. I did not. I you you suggested what? that you come on the show oh, because you loved now. him. That's what you said. I said, look, brother, since you can't have the guest that I have, okay, that's got the clout. That's got the clout that I have. Yeah, I will yeah. let you because of you know my admiration for you. I will let you come on the show and ask right back a couple of questions. That's what I did. That's okay, what I do. Well, if well, I can't take care of my brothers, who will? There we go. While we're on the show live. That's right, Ryback, live. Ryback drops a bombshell. Don't lie. Now, Ryback. Don't lie. Ryback's claim call. Are you ready for this call? Is there a seatbelt on that chair? <laughs> Uh-oh. Hook in. Hook in, call. Let me hold on tight. Ryback claimed that he met Stevie Ray at a drag show. That's not what he said. A dra- a drag. That's not what he said. That's exactly what That's he said. That's not what he said. What he said. Uh, Carl, I'm going to send you the clip, okay? I need the clip. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, it's amazing how Vince Russo with those so-called black ears of his, <laughs> those so-called black ears that can't hear, how many times I've just said, Carl, I just said a few minutes ago, why do I like you on the show? Because I, you tell him. I see things the way you see them. We see exactly. We think us. We think us. This right man sees things through a totally different eyes and totally different ears. And then has the unmediated goal to profess that he's a black guy. Honorary. Listen. Don't don't try to don't don't, don't try to do the old uh, you know doing don't, nothing. Don't deflect, Carl. He, he call said, him. I met Stevie at a drag show. That's not what he said, man. That's what he said, man. <laughs> That's what he said. What he said, Carl. Ryback and I have talked on many occasions. I will bring you up to speed. Mm-hmm. I met Ryback when he was nineteen years old. And he was telling Vince this story because we were talking about some other things. And he was saying, Mike Breitbach has admitted to me. He said, Stevie, you're one of the reasons I got into professional wrestling. Because I am an inspiration to American youth. You see what I'm saying? Call you understand that. I believe that. I'm I'm, I'm an inspiration to American youth, man. I believe it. You know? So he was 19 years of age. And I took the time to talk to this man inspire this man uplift this man at 19 years of age maybe one year out of high school at gold's gym in las vegas he will admit to me and he was telling vince this story because he was so excited to be on the show talking to me and talking about things that we talk about and he was kind of like disheartening when vince came on because i didn't tell him vince was coming on but you can understand that okay so yeah, what he was trying to do call, when, when I came on, bro, you know, the, the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland. That's how Ryback's face lit up, bro. When he saw me oh, it's like the Cheshire cat, his face lit up. No, it was not. 
No, it was not. He was like the guy. He was like the guy walking down the street on the underdog cartoon when Riff Raff was standing over there, and he knew the guy was going to pick him up and shake every nickel and dime out of his pocket. That's Come what he was now. looking like. Come on now. You know it. But anyway, Vince. Ahead, a- anyway, Carl. Where did he, he met you? Where did he say? He, he met me at the Gold's Gym when I would come in town. Carl, let me talk to Carl. Let me tell him what's really going on for my version. That's the truth. Carl, I used to go in town. I was in town for either a fight or my buddies. A lot of times I would hang out with my buddies when they would come in town for drag racing, NHRA drag racing. Everybody knows I'm a big race car fan, right. you know, and I got many of friends that do this. I've been on the track, okay? I've been in the booth doing commentary for these people. That's how much they respect me. Now, how many other people from the professional wrestling world could do that? Not Vince Russo. They'll kick him out by the back of his pants. They'll throw him off the track. But see, I'm just telling you, what? that's the what? kind of respect I got in the business. Because I'm so, Italian, right? Because I'm Italian? Is that no, why you're going to throw me out? No, there's I'm plenty Italian? of Italians out there. Yeah. But they're not going to claim you. They'll claim me. They claim me. That's what they do. Yeah. But anyway... He's he was explaining to Vince how we he's make filibusting call. He's I'm, gonna die. I'm getting there's there. a difference between a drag show and a drag race. That's what that's okay. what Ryback said. I saw I saw him in a drag show. That's what he said, bro. That's that's, all, that's the information. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Carl. He's right about that. Okay, he's right about that. He did say drag show. And he, he did know, say that. And he said he was going by the name of Steve Arella. <laughs> That's what he said. Now, what am I, what am I supposed to think? Oh, he's at a drag show, and Steve Arella is up on stage. <laughs> what? Call, what? I, so, I'm, I'm the so, crazy so, one. So here's, so here's the problem. So here's the thing. Man. <laughs> you know, I listened to the day show already, right? And you know, this came up. We saw the whole Marvin Gaye situation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, come on, now, what's going? On? So there's a huge difference between a drag show. Yeah. And a drag ra- so rap now ride back, you know, okay. lay off the supplements, you know, make sure <laughs> <laughs> Tell him I said lay off the supplements. He said he call, here's what happened. Ryback, it was a live show. Ryback didn't know, bro. You know the, the, the these big, strong, muscular guys. You know they're a little upstairs. They're a little light, <laughs> light on the loaf. So he says, "Yeah, I met him in a drag show. Uh, he was performing as Steve Arella." Not realizing it was live, then Stevie has him edit that part out, and all, all of a sudden we were in drag races. Oh, really? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> really, Stevie? Come on, bro. What do you why, think I was why are you lying, man? Come on, man. Why are you lying? Why are you lying, bro? Right, oh, right back, just ha- as he was telling the story about how I uplifted a 19-year-old individual that got in this business and, and, and right. made waves in the business. Instead of, and because of that, because of my influence, Vince wants to tear me down. <laughs> he wants to tear me down because I've influenced so many young people, not just to get into wrestling, but to get into anything that, they feel as though they can be successful at. Even Carl. Carl probably was influenced by me. Who knows back in the day? You now, you heard that, Vince? You know I was. Okay. So that's what I was doing. And he forgot to put the word, word race, mm-hmm. attached to drag. But as I informed Vince, 
I've been to many drag shows. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm a product of the 70s. Yeah. And in the 70s, was what's wild. going on now, what's going on back then, nobody cared about it. But people like Vince Russo just try to defame somebody's name, try call, to demagogue somebody, call, try to castigate call, somebody. Call, That's what you're trying to do what do and I try to make going to drag or being in drag call, a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? What, what if I, I was in drag? Call, what do I always do? Every time, what do I always do, Call? I have proof. Yeah. I have facts. So after Ryback drops this bombshell, I don't even think if Junior, I don't even know if Junior knows this uh, about his older brother. I have, I don't know. Who knows? Call, I did the research. I'm looking up. Don't get in trouble. I ain't going to say nothing. I'm looking up Stevie. I ain't going to say nothing. Stevie Rella, maybe circa 1980. <laughs> and lo and behold, call, I find a picture. Would you like to see it? Would so, you like I, yeah, I would like to see it. Would you like to see Would you like to see it, Stevie? Yeah. Okay, here it is. Go ahead. There he is. There he is, Steve. <laughs> there he is, everybody. You think I'm kidding around? I'm like, oh, Vince Russo makes stuff up. There he is. Right there, Steve Arella. This was in Houston, Texas, in the late 80s. That's cool. You know we know who that is, though. Steve Arella. (laughs) Yes, Steve Arella. What do you got to say about that? I'm done with you, bro. I'm done. What do you mean? I want to know this. Why are you trying to demagogue? The people that work in drag. What's wrong with that? I did, why do you have a problem with that? I just, I, I, I just was curious of why you never came you know, up no, with no, that. Uh, let me tell you something, Carl. Let me tell you something. Tell you something about Ray Dog. I've told you, I'm not ashamed of anything that I'm into. And if I was into drag, I would not be ashamed of it. That's the right. kind of person I am. I'm right. very secure within who I am. And I do not waver from that. I've told people, yeah, I've gone to drag shows. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to work in the club business, Carl. You might not be primitive this. I used to work in the club business. You know who I was? I was the guy everybody called to come get your club right. You remember the movie Roadhouse? Yeah. You remember that movie with Patrick Swayze? Yeah. That was me. Okay. But I wasn't as nice as Patrick Swayze. You dig what I'm talking about? I, I wasn't as nice. You had to pay me big money to come get your club right. So I had a lot of buddies that was in the club business. Now, this is not on top. It's similar to on top of to what Vince is talking about. But I'm going to tell you the real truth when it comes to drag, even though he's taking one and making it into something else. Well, I, had buddy, I had buddies around town. If you, it's just kind of like the wrestling business. Guys that work in clubs, a lot of them know each other. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of them know each other. So... Carl, if you worked at a Montrose is a big area of town here in Houston where the LGBTQ community lives Mm -hmm. and they had some of the best clubs in the world. And some of my buddies worked at those clubs. I would go to those clubs. So I saw all of this stuff back in the late seventies, early eighties. I've seen everything that they're talking about now that they've turned into something else. And I think that's what Vince has come. Oh, teaching the little kids to, uh, to go to drag. Why would you be showing little kids drag? And why would somebody compete in, in sports and they're a man and they're in all this bull crap? Hey, call. call. 
Carl. I'm still talking to Carl. Hold on, I got, I got late, I got breaking news. Uh, Steve Arella was so over, <laughs> Carl, that he even did the talk uh, show circuit. Here's, here's Steve Arella on the Merv Griffin show. Here he is, right there. That's me. That's you, right there. Okay. Look okay. a lot like Flip Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Brody, you, oh, they love Flip Wilson. You know why they love Flip Wilson? Because he did the he did the dress in the wig. Mm-hmm. Do you know, guys? I I, I know. Carl, Steve. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you talking about face. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. Steve. He don't know. Listen, I know Stevie knows this because he knows everything. But Carl, you probably <laughs> don't know this. Brody, you know when Flip Wilson got older, uh, he could no longer get an erection, so he had one of those like inflatable. <laughs> balloons. He had a pump. He had a pump put in. Yes, he did. He did. See, I'm not lying. See. Yes, he did. Yes. You trying to deny the man pleasure? <laughs> That's what you're trying to do? You're trying to say that Flip Wilson does not deserve the same pleasure and, is, and, and the same way of life of anybody else? He had a That's what you're saying? He had a balloon in his weenie, bro. And what's wrong with that? I don't know. It's just, uh, you know. Just you see how you trying to dump? You see how you trying to dump on Flip now? <laughs> After Flip them went out of his way to entertain him? Carl, you know what I'm talking about. See, he don't know. And now you want to talk about the man putting the inflatable, you know, uh, prosthetic into his gimmick. <laughs> All right, listen. Enough. Enough of this uh, silliness. Listen, I, we're going to talk about two. We're going to talk about a couple of important things today. I want to start here, guys, because we just had a holiday. We did. And- yeah, and I don't think a lot of white folk understand. Bro, my dad's 92 years old. He, he has no, had no idea what, why it's a holiday on Monday. I had to explain to my dad. I think there are a lot of people. You sure your dad didn't explain to you? No, nah, he, he's, he's 92 years old, bro. He, he, can, he, he, he can barely, uh, barely pee anymore, for crying out loud. But anyway. You got a pump? No pump. No pump. Okay. No pump. I would like I want to I want to ask you two guys this one thing. Explain, explain to the audience the history and what's behind Juneteenth. And then I want to ask you guys, I, I, I'd love to hear from you guys. Does it warrant a holiday? Because you, 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 you know what's starting to happen, bro? I'm, I, I noticed this a lot with the last the last Pride Week. Okay, mm-hmm. throw the watching the media and watching these shows, you know, Pride Week, the, the, the Pride flag and all that stuff. I'm starting to hear a little pushback of like, listen, bro, we're all cool with whoever you are, whatever you want to be. We're all cool with that. I think where people start having a problem is. When, when they feel like it's being forced on them. And, and now, now, bro, I'm cool with it, but that doesn't mean I have to agree with it. It's, it's two completely different things, bro. If, if I'm cool with it, I don't have a problem, man. You live your own life. You got a mind on your own. God bless you. But when you, you're getting hot at me because I'm not a, agreeing with the lifestyle, now we have two different things. Mm-hmm. So we now have Juneteenth, and I want you guys to really get in the history of it, you know, Carl. And then tell me, like, 
do you think this warrants a, a day of celebration? So let, let, let's start with you. I want to hear from both of you guys on this topic. Go ahead, Carl. So, and, and it, it, it's, it's funny how um, Stevie's in, you know, from Texas. I went to school at Hampton, right? Because the Emancipation Oak in Hampton, Virginia is on our campus. And that's mm-hmm. where the Emancipation Proclamation was first read. And then when we talk about Juneteenth, they said it was supposed to be around June 19th. Mm-hmm. Later on um, is when the, <clears throat> finally the slaves in Texas were Texas. informed were informed that they were uh that they were free right yeah and when they went up to somebody that looked like vince let me give you this vince and say hey vince uh mr russo uh, i think i'm free and what would mr russo say ah that's just a rumor man don't believe that now get back out there in the field and do some work if that's what happened vince call that's what happened (laughs) explain to us the roots and the holiday and what it means, explain, explain, like really in detail so everybody can really understand. So, I mean, you got to think about it. So, you know, we didn't have Twitter. You know, there was no social media. So news did not travel as fast. You know, when proclamations and all that type of stuff were happening, there was no real way. There was no wire, none of that type of stuff. Especially so, when they didn't want it to right, be. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's a big it, difference. It's, right. So it's, it's like, well, we don't have. We don't have to tell them. And if you look at Reconstruction, you find out really that they really didn't listen. to And you got to also remember, Carl, what was the one state that wanted to relinquish itself from the union? Texas. Exactly. But anyway, just throwing that out there. So it took a while for it to get the, you know, you know, they had, you know, they had, you know, Sherman did the 40 acres and the mule emancipation proclamation. You know, the wars ended all of this stuff. And so the the word finally got down to Texas on two years what, later. On what they said, and now mind you, it don't t- it didn't take two years to get down there. Now, yeah, not even to, on a donkey. Th- th- think about how quick the when they found out about there was gold in them there hills, yeah, <laughs> all the way, all the way across, all the way across the country. Yeah, so, right. yeah. So let's think. Of, so it wasn't no, it wasn't like it was an accident or that. Was yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. But it took two years for the last slaves to hear that they were, quote, unquote, free from their slave masters. That's why they call it Juneteenth. So it was and mind you, they didn't allow us to read, write, keep records. So that's why it's called Juneteenth. And it's not necessarily on a date because like sometime in the teens of June, we Mm -hmm. think this came out and about. You know, so because a lot of our history has had to be passed down, you know, uh, in a way where we hope that it's correct. We hope that it's right. You know, people have adopted uh, holidays for their birthdays because the first holiday their parents remember them being able to celebrate. Because, again, we weren't even able to keep records of our own births and deaths. So when you talk about Juneteenth, it was like, okay, finally, quote unquote, the last slaves found out that they were free two years later in a state that was not that far away. People could walk on foot and get here quicker than two years. Well, right across, was, right across the state line from Louisiana. Right. Now I'm going to ask you stupid white men questions. Don't put yourself in that category. I, well, I have to. Because- we will have to put you in that category. You let us be the judge of that, okay? <laughs> Just let us be the judge of that. As of right now, you're cool. Carl, I would think, okay, I would just think when 
slaves were declared free. I understand it took two years purposely for it to trickle down to the last slaves in Texas. I get that. But I would think that the day that the the the, the slaves were, were declared free, to me, that would be the day. No? But he just explained that, Vince. But but uh, but, uh, but 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 to me, like that's that's the the. But see, for that one day, you you put it in context as if everybody learned on the same day. They didn't. I, I'm, okay, I I understand that I because understand you know that. they're getting their information, but from their slave owners and people in the towns and the, the counties and stuff they lived in. So that was a s- slow attriculation, also. Right. So you might have found out this week if you were in West Texas. I might have found out somewhere else if I'm in East Texas. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so you can't come down to a day. That's what Carl was trying to yeah. explain before. Am I not right about that, Carl, what you were saying? And I think what Vince is trying to say, why not the day that the Emancipation Proclamation was set? Because it wasn't real. I mean, just Exactly. A number, mind, you, mind you, we had to have a constitutional amendment passed for it. But when we say it wasn't real, it was those were just words. Right. And we they didn't, didn't put near them, and they didn't pertain to us. Really, also true. Also true. You, so, you, you, you guys got you got you got a call. You got to break down a, that down a little bit more for me. When you say it wasn't real, you got to break that down a little bit more for me, bro. A lot of history is lies, Vince. A lot of history that's written is really lies, and they didn't come up till years later that somebody actually questioned the lie. So if you even if you look at how it was written, right. it did not free slaves in the United States. It freed the slaves in the Confederate states. It wasn't until the ratification of the amendment that we actually were free in the United States of America. That's part of it. Then mm-hmm. also you have to understand the way the information flowed to people who were in captivity was the only way they got it was through their masters or some type of underground channel. So just because something was declared. Right. They didn't, they, there was not a um, any way to properly enforce it, properly mm-hmm. ensure it. As you, if, as if you begin to study the um, study the the the, uh, the post post slavery uh, Reconstruction period, there was so much fight. I mean, the military had to be sent, police forces, army of militias. I mean, so much to just to allow us to have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we and, can't. And the penal system, yeah. Oh my call. goodness, the penal system. They locked. They, that's why they created the police force. Yeah. What yeah. you're seeing now, yeah, is a direct. It's directly attached to, yeah, the end of slavery. Yeah. What we see right now with our penal system, because the the the, oppose rather than control them as slaves, you are now controlling them as criminals in jail. Pretty exactly. much, right? But this is a this is another thing, Vince. When I talk about the lies of our history, how many times when I was a kid did I hear that Abraham Lincoln sleeved the slaves? How many times? They still telling that lie today. Right. That lie is as big as Lee Harvey bigger than Lee Harvey Oswald killing John F. Kennedy. Everybody in on it except the very people that's affected by it. Clarify that. Clear, clear. G- 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 give me the real deal. Clarify that. I really don't have to clarify. So I really don't like clarifying something to white people that you already should know. 
I take exception to it, actually, because ain't no white man in the history of the world ever died for a black man, period. So to put that in history books, you're offending my intelligence. And that's the truth. I'm going to go fight my brother because I want these people freed so bad. Are you kidding me? Everything attached to the United States of America from the 1700s and up is a goddamn lie as it pertains to the black man in this country. And if you don't go out and get your real history and really learn from it, we can't tell you. You got to do that on your own, bro. If you really give a damn, if you don't give a damn, then it is what it is. That's why I never go through a diatribe of trying to explain something that people should already know. I take exception to it. Now, Carl, he's a he's a teacher. He's a professor. He gets off on that kind of stuff. I don't. <laughs> and I hope people can understand that when they hear this. Yeah. Now, Carl, you can take it from there. So, you know, I, I definitely agree that the the number one way to learn is to learn on your own. You know, one thing one thing I know about I guess all three of us is we don't necessarily care about being right because we're right. We want to be right because we know. Right. You know, it's like what what does what does the history books really really say? And you know, in, in my studies, it was all economic. Period. All economic. Period. You know, all of it. everything we talking about, Carl has a dollar value attached to it, right or wrong? Very much so, because he's now Abraham Lincoln is quoted to say, if he could save the union exactly without without the seeing the slaves. Now we both said the same thing at the same time. Because he read the same thing I read. So it wasn't that he was out there, he wasn't an abolitionist in and of itself. He that that wasn't him. You know, it was it was very, very economic in doing it, which is why it was so hard for it to be enforced right it wasn't it wasn't enforced the right way but again go back read actually i just finished listening to a podcast and it was okay on the mm-hmm. um on the uh reconstruction period you know because that's call, being- call i don't mean to st- i don't mean to stop you right there yeah. but most people don't even know what that word means oh wow did you right. did you know that most people ain't never heard of reconstruction mm. Think about that. Wow. They don't even know what that is. You're, talk, you're bringing it up and, and saying it in context as if. Everybody knows. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They don't even know what Reconstruction is, bro. Because Reconstruction only started getting talked about in the last 20 years or so. You ever oh, wow. notice that? Mm. Yeah. I didn't even think of it like that. You're right. <laughs> I but yeah, so you know, yeah. you know, Vince don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know what Reconstruction is. I don't see what really? I'm saying. But I, I can't, hold on. You, you, you see what I'm saying? We do a black and white show. Hold on. I ain't no, I ain't holding on. This show I'm holding you accountable. This show is. I'm holding you accountable. This show is called Black and White for a reason. Now I'm going to talk to Carl because he's a little bit more reasonable than. Wait a minute, brother. I don't bother. Don't you slander my name? Don't you try to sully my name? If I'm a, if I'm a kid. A white Italian kid growing up on Why you got to be Italian? Because I am. Well, 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 I'm just saying. Why you can't be a regular old everyday Italian? Carl, if I'm a white Italian kid growing up on Long Island, New York, and I go to school every day, 
And I'm taught that Abraham Lincoln is a hero and freed the slaves. You think a, a kid in the fourth grade is going to question that? Yes. No, 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 Stevie. We're not going to question well, that. Well, he, he don't have to question it when he's in the fourth grade, but he can question it when he becomes a grown man and goes to Indiana uh, University or Indiana State or Indiana, whatever, wherever you went, where the Ku Klux Klan was founded. He can do it then. What about that? Call. Look explain. at him. You don't want to answer that. Explain. He's running, running around in, in his dorm doing Lord knows what. That's what, what he was doing. Call. You see slandering my good name. <laughs> call Who knows the, what he was doing, call, call? For for the white folk listening to this show, <laughs> please explain Reconstruction. So. See, he he wants he, call. You know what it is with him. He wants to yell at us for not knowing what it is, but yet he goes, "Oh, I'm not going to explain it to you." Oh, don't don't you hey, don't you imitate me? Don't imitate me like that. Go read a book. Go read a book. <laughs> what do I got to read a book? I got you two guys here. What do I got to go read a book for? Because <laughs> oh. it'll be enlightening if oh. I can sit down and read books about you. I think it would be just equal. If you sit down and read a book about my struggle, I agree. you ever heard about that? Who wrote a book that said my struggle? Who did the whole, who did all this research on the black Panthers? Who? Me. That's who. Call. Okay. One out of, one out of a thousand ain't bad. What about all the research I've done on this show on Scatman Crothers? <laughs> I don't count for nothing. Call. Listen to me. Yeah. Reconstruction. Because you know, bro, listen. The, the, listen, the brothers love me. There's no question about that. But let's face it, it, it it's a white audience. Most of the people listening to this show are going to be a white audience. Explain Reconstruction. So, Reconstruction was a time after the Civil War where they were supposed to be bringing the country back together. Okay. Um, economically, politically, all of that. You know, the states um, who were part of the Confederacy had to ratify the. Um, the amendment that freed the slaves, they needed to uh, actually suffrage was supposed to be a part of it. But, you know, because Andrew Jackson was trying to, you know, play his game, he didn't want that. You know, and it, it was a lot of rigmarole. You know, actually, we had some of our first black elected officials exactly. during that time. You know, they were senators. I mean, they were because yes. we, we, we hit the polls immediately and yeah. in droves. And so because it's like, oh, wait, we can actually get out there and vote. I mean, like our, our our women, you know, while women couldn't vote at all, they were heavily influencing the men. They were running around, you know, doing that. We, You know, at one point, we actually some of us actually did get that 40 acres in a mule. Oh, yeah, more that than that. Promised. Yeah, it's right, never we, talked about. Yeah, we were never we, talked about. We were given a lot of the land. Like, if the, yes. When the soldiers, the, the Confederate soldiers weren't there and they've been gone for so long, we had the rights to the land. And then, of course, they came back and took it. Yeah, stolen back. They stolen stole back by a clan of Russos. So this was happening during what was supposed to be the reconstructive period. Yeah, that, that's right. called the reconstruction period where they were supposed to be building America back greater. Right. Can I say that? Yeah. Uh, whatever whatever they call it these this day and 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 that that would make sense where now the legal system kicks in and now we need to control them to prevent them from taking of inv- advantage of what we declared in the first place so not that, so that, not so much as that but they what they did was start making laws and levying laws to do it legally yep 
Like okay. who would okay. say a vagrancy law? Right. Got Being it. out too late. Like what? Yeah. Yep. I mean, just laws of anything. Kind of like marijuana is today. Yeah. Oh, I smell, I smell marijuana in your car. If Vince was a, if Vince was a cop, this is how he would stop me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just like to give examples. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean, Carl? You see what I mean? <laughs> no, no, I just got to break yeah. stuff down. Carl don't know you like yeah. I do. You know what I'm saying? If he was a cop and I was driving down the highways of Indiana, and he come out with his patent leather shoes on and a nut hugging slacks, you know, and he pulls me over. You know, I'm driving one of my sleek Corvettes, one of eight that I've owned. He see a brother riding down the street. That's what he going to do. I'm driving the speed limit. That's what he would do. But I'm just saying, I'm just making an assessment as to how it is today, how it was back then. Yeah. Same stuff. Just make up something to throw me in jail about. But and that's that, okay, Carl. Go ahead and finish, Carl. But that's literally what, literally what, what was happening back yeah. then. You know, states were able to make laws to reverse some of the federal and military things that were put into place, which right. really set us back. Not just as a people, but I also feel as a nation. Because we spent all these years fighting when we could have been building. But I don't want to get too deep into yeah. that piece of it. Um, and so during the Reconstruction period, we had, you know, people you know get elected to office. We were making money. We were growing and, and and I want I want people to hear this. I want people to please. Hear I want them to hear this. I want them to hear. Please. This. What we did not do was try to fight our former oppressor. Exactly. What we did not do was revolt when we got our land. What we did not do was go and burn down other people's stuff because we were free and mad. There was no hate there. I, I don't know why, <laughs> but there was because, no hate there. because when you've had that kind of carnage for so many years, right? It's like it's and people die for nothing. People don't want to see it no more, right? Yeah, yeah they want to be old. They don't want to see it no more. It's like that it, it, it wouldn't bring us any joy. No, it wouldn't bring us anything. So, no, I, 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 even like, though the black hat. Even though the black has black man, the black person has been demagogued so long to be embedded in white minds that we are the lowest of the low on the yeah. totem pole and we stand for nothing. That is the biggest lie known to man. That's the biggest lie since somebody told me Jesus Christ was a white man. What and a, I said on this show. What a wonderful segue because Stevie. That's why Carl wanted to come on the show. When you made that comment, that's when God, uh, that's when God, Carl, God, that's when Carl buzzed me immediately. I got to come on the show. I got to come on the show. So Carl, it is your state. I know Carl is a very religious man. This episode will continue with part two next week right here at Russo's brand.com.